0: You can call me but you can't use my phone <laughs> You can call it, but you can't use my phone Leave a towel and some smoke but you can't use my phone Put a message in a bottle because you can't use my phone.
1: (laughs) You could do that like all day. I was like, you better get a a (laughs) horn and pigeon because you can't use my phone.
0: Get a burner, but you can't use my phone. (laughs) What up, niggas?
1: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome me, welcome you. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. That's Jade. That's right. And uh, we are here yet again to talk about adulting. Uh, The tests, the trials, the triumphs, the twists, the turns, the taxes of being an adult in uh, 2018. What's going on, sis? Hey. Happy Happy uh, Black History Year!
0: Yes, Happy Black History Year! Black History Eternity is what I'm calling it. B H E. Ain't nothing. I got my Black Panther tickets. We still didn't That's figure okay. out if we, if we're gonna be able to.
1: I hit up Fury today to see if there was a collective move, uh, but I need to talk to Tay.
0: Okay. Um, um I do too. As he just texted me, but I um. So we need to figure that out. Ordered my shirt to wear. I am wearing. What shirt did you order? I am wearing. It's a it's a Wu Tang W, but oh it it says Wakanda. It says Wakanda, and it's got African it's got African print in the W. Yeah, nigga, it's black, I, and I'm wearing a do rag. <laughs> you are going to be niggerish <laughs> at Black Panther. what? <laughs>
1: I'm just my my full intention is to just be beat to capacity, right? And to I want to give like I want to wear a head wrap and like some crazy earrings. Yeah, same. <laughs> and just give. I want to give all that is like. Like, what I feel like we should wear. Like, I don't know. I just feel like
0: we should all... What are your... Let us know what your outfits are for Black Panther, please. When, I would love to know. On Jaden XD, I said I was wearing a floor-length do-rag. And if I could get one, I absolutely would. I've been trying to achieve du- that for the last three years.
1: A do-rag with a train. A
0: do-rag with a train. A floor-length do-rag. So if I can if I can make that happen, I'm going to make it happen. Um, But if not, I'm it's going like a- to wear a hood... I'm probably going to wear... I'm not going to wear a do-rag because... I have a job. Um, but I'm probably going to do a head wrap earring. I'm probably going to do a black lip, which I never do. <laughs> I
1: don't think I'll do a black lip. It'll be dark, but it won't be black.
0: Well, maybe, I don't know. We'll see how the spirit moves me. I don't even have black, so I don't know. But maybe a dark purple. It's black on me. But um, but yeah, so I'm that's that's it. I'm excited. I'm excited for for Black Panther. I can't wait for it. What's going on in your world? I'm
1: excited for this week to be over, uh, like the week that's just starting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already excited. I have a very busy week. I have some things that I need to take care of at work, major deadlines. But I'm so much looking forward to President's Day, not because I give a damn about any president other than Barack Hussein Obama. Okay. Uh, but I, I am just excited that I will have a day where I won't have to do anything.
0: I know that's right. That's the day I'm going to see Black Panther. I'm just very,
1: very, I'm very pleased. I'm very, very excited about that. I don't know if, I don't know. Hopefully, I'll either be, I don't know if I'm going to leave New York to come back on Sunday so that I can just have Monday in my house to just kind of like not do anything. I can sit in my auntie robe and just be in here minding my business. Or if I'm going to travel back um on monday but we'll see but either way i'm excited to not have to go to work no, that's right. and i've been working so hard i am almost inclined to just ask for a day like i need a day i need a mental health day if i don't take a day out of this office where i don't do if i if I don't get some rest in my mind in my spirit i'm not gonna make it i <laughs> just have uh, reached that conclusion
0: that's a personal day
1: something has got to give man something i don't
0: really plan them because i feel like when you plan them nothing ever goes right i tried to plan one of those one time me and my homegirl said we were gonna meet up and take a mommy day and go get pedicures and like do all this stuff and we ended up like noah got sick and it was like a whole bunch of stuff so i feel like you just when you wake up and you just know it's that day you have to be like I'm not going to be in today. I'm I can't accept any emails or phone calls. I will be back in tomorrow. Be blessed.
1: I just I just feel like I need I just feel like I need
0: that. <laughs> like Yeah.
1: I really you gotta take really it, do. They're
0: not gonna give it to you. So you have to take it.
1: I mean for my own sanity, I just don't I just don't know if I'll be able to. Yeah, I don't know. But uh right, yeah. Um Hopefully you all have had a uh, a good week. Thank you guys for the good feedback we've gotten on our superheroes episode, our superwoman episode. It's yes. good to know that uh, Equity Woman and the Mary Jane mommy are <laughs> in high demand. <laughs> We uh, really appreciate that. <laughs>
0: I, need, I need them too, actually. I could use I could use an equity woman myself. You
1: know what I'm saying? It would it would just bless me, indeed.
0: I need both. I need both of them.
1: That would just it would be everything. It would be everything.
0: Let's take out some trash.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Oh, quick! You want to know how old I am? You guess you can hear it. Look at this array, this <laughs> colorful array of pills. See, ha- I'm so old. I have a pill box. <laughs> She's
0: got a Lisa <laughs> Frank pill box.
1: Listen, it's so good. I got it from the uh, dollar the dollar store and I was so excited because it's like a cool pill pill box. It's not like the one with the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> no, it's dead it's, like it's, like it's like, what are these things called? I don't know. But they're like, the little, s- right. <laughs> There's little stackables. I don't know, but I like them. And I keep my vitamins in them. They're not, thank the Lord that they're not actual medications. <laughs> it this...
0: looks like a uh it looks like a like when they used to have the canister of pogs.
1: Yes. Little stackables. <laughs> I love it. But I just was looking at it, like, look how old I am. I got a pillbox. Mm-hmm. I was that's like, what... I was
0: about to be like, I know how old you are.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, um, how old, that's how old I am. I got a pillbox filled with vitamins. In here, I have uh I have a uh, a, a vitamin B twelve super complex <laughs> that has Sit. all folic acid has, and I have vitamin D. I have calcium because if you take vitamin D, you have to take calcium with it. I don't know why, but those are just the rules. And I also have um, what is this oil? It's like a. It's not. It's not. Uh, is oh, it fish oil. Seed? No, it's it's black seed oil. It's not flax black seed. Flax it's not flaxseed. What is
0: it? Mm,
1: I don't know. I have to look at the bottle. But it's like one of those uh, one of those oils that's like really good for you? It's I it's, I used to take it with my apple cider vinegar pills. It's not cod liver oil. It's not cod liver. It's oh god. I can't even think of it. My my We're brain old. Yeah, my brain is not working.
0: But um Tristan took me to go see Bilal the other night. He surprised me. Oh that's and so- um and uh it was standing room only because it was at LPR.
1: Listen, I can't do those venues. Jasmine Sullivan is going to be at the Fillmore this week in D.C. And listen, I'm not going to be sitting up into the balls of my feet burning listening to Jasmine. I oh, can't no, do my it.
0: feet weren't burning because he told me wear comfortable shoes. So, like, I, I was dressed completely appropriately. But even still, but just, in Uggs. But if you're standing in Uggs for four me, hours. Yes. I <laughs> The next day, I was like, bruh, you got to rub my back. <laughs> like, it <laughs> hurts. <laughs> Bad. He's standing in you standing up for when you standing up for four hours. We were standing from seven thirty until almost midnight. Yeah, no, nah, nah. it was an amazing show. The opener was like an hour. My God, they that was the longest opener. I said, "Well, did I pay? Did we? Did we? We came to see y'all."
1: It is black seed oil. Okay, just hit the Googleisha. Black, but seed? Yeah, black black seed oil. It oh, has okay. its great benefits. Um, let me see. I, they told me to take it and I, and I'll tell you why in just a minute. It's supposed to be like a really, really great anti-inflammatory. Mm. Um, and it also has, uh, so like for that reason, they're saying that it is, uh, it has all the phytochemicals in it. Um, and it decreases tumor cells. So it like fights cancer, like even like, you know, when you don't have it. Um, it's really good for your liver. It, it's great for your metabolism. Um, and it, it regulates your appetite. It, uh, it says it can strengthen your hair. Oh. Um, it is, uh, it actually is great. It's great for melanin production.
0: Come oh. on. <laughs> what? Well, I will be getting some in the morning. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's, uh, apparently black seed oil benefits, uh, on the skin and it's, it's profoundly healing. So it's known to promote melanin, uh, project. It's known to mo- promote melanin production and oh. it also fights infection. So it, it kills, it can kill things like MRSA and other kind of like, you know, bacteria that may, you know, live in your body and grow and become all kinds of terrible things. So yeah, I've been taking it for a little while now, maybe since the summer. How do you feel? I think it's, I mean, I, I, I don't have any complaints. Um, I can definitely attest to, I think it does really, b- taking it in conjunction with B12 really does kind of keep your metabolism mm-hmm. in, like, you know, because, you know, when you hit 30, your metabolism just be like, whoa there. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'd just be like, it'd be like a full, hey, let everyone settle down. <laughs> You're, exactly. Your metabolism <laughs> just, hey, everyone. <laughs> calm down like y'all been running really fast like just calm down like a so yeah but I think that you know this in conjunction with the b12 gets your metabolism you know just back in order and getting your digestion and everything moving it helps with your regularity and all kinds of things it's just one of those homeopathic kind of like uh you know cure-alls. It's just good to take, just like apple cider vinegar. We take it. Mm. Um, so I've been taking it. it. comes in pill form because it, you can't take it like just to drink the oil, but that doesn't taste really good. You can't get it in pill form. They sell it at the Whole Foods. Um, but yeah, how do we get on this topic? Oh yeah, from my pill box. So yeah, get some black seed oil. It's really good for you.
0: I'm definitely going to get some. Dance with my dogs in the nighttime. <laughs> Dratting with the chicken hey. like pop Hey!
1: <laughs> Come on. That's what's up. I'm going to take my vitamins while you tell me uh, what trash we're taking out today.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. So um, Kylie Jenner had the baby. We all knew she was pregnant. It wasn't Child. a surprise. And we um, all didn't care. We all did not care. We knew and yet did not care. I um, guess there were certain people who did because she made an announcement about it.
1: And I mean, people chose. have babies every day. Women baby. have babies. Every hour of every day. So I don't understand why Kylie's pregnancy is newsworthy, but y'all, well, y'all have know fun why,
0: because everything they do is newsworthy, and the fact that she kept it out of the limelight makes it even more newsworthy. So, boom. Um, two. Did you have the pleasure of reading the Quincy Jones interview on in Vulture? I didn't read
1: the whole thing, but I read the high points.
0: Oh, so. For those who have been in the closet, <laughs> Quincy Jones talks about how Richard Pryor was not and so many other things. <laughs> um, he calls Michael Jackson greedy.
1: He calls him a thief. He,
0: he called him a thief. <laughs> he
1: calls him an actual thief.
0: He said he would not give people credit for songs. He's, I was like, Quincy is
1: old and honory. And I just wish, I just feel like he's just old to be this messy and to be gossiping on the dead. I just feel some sort of way. I do. I do. I do. The way
0: that I feel is humored because it sent me I, into a fit of giggles the entire time I that I was reading was, it.
1: I just feel like Quincy. <laughs> Y'all know I. I have said before that I just always feel like Quincy Jones is lying, <laughs> but. I just always feel like this nigga's is not telling the truth. There's no truth coming from I this. But I don't
0: know if it's like because there's a thin line between crazy old man and I don't care anymore, and I can't figure out like which end he's on. But <laughs> I don't care which end it is because it is entertaining. <laughs> I laughed.
1: I laughed when he said that the Beatles were the worst musicians <laughs> of all time. I, was- I thought that that was. I thought that was pretty flippin' funny. I did. I will say that that was hilarious, but I don't know how I felt about like him spilling all the tea about who was doing who. Like, yeah, that
0: was. A bit I lit. don't know
1: how I feel about I, that. We huh? already
0: knew about Richard Pryor. Like everybody knew already. Um, I didn't really know about Marlon Brando. I didn't really care very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say Quincy Jones gave me the best conversation changer that I will be using from here on out. He Word. talked about, I forget what, I don't can remember because this man says so much. I can't remember if he was talking about who killed JFK or what. Oh my God. But they asked him like a follow-up question and he was like, I've said too much. Do you like Brazilian music? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. Quincy Jones is out of his He's
0: mind. Crazy yeah.
1: <laughs> Out of his
0: <laughs> And I live for every moment of it.
1: He's like wheelchair bound and talking cash.
0: Yeah. I just 22 girlfriends I around the world, he <laughs> says.
1: Shut up. Shut up, Quincy. Get somewhere. I just feel like his children are somewhere embarrassed. Like, somebody, what the Maybe devil? Rashida what, is what But
0: Kirara, I, don't, I
1: don't know. Mm-hmm. Could
0: Kirara be in her own world?
1: Ciao. Ciao, cheese. got to
0: be in her own world, and I and I was cracking up when he cussed out Cindy Lauper when he talked about cussing out Cindy Lauper, <laughs> we are when they came to sing "We Are the World." <laughs>
1: And just so like he's, I don't know, he, just an old crotchety, young, old crotchety. He man.
0: is, but it is. Oh, it is the best piece of entertainment that I have had in quite some time outside of Love After Lockup. So make sure that you guys, um, if you have not oh read God. the interview, just Google Quincy Jones Vulture. It's the very first link that pops up. Get your life. And then uh, the last thing that I had on Trash was um, Matthew Knowles attributing Beyonce's success to her being light skinned.
1: Truth is, I I'm, tired. I'm tired.
0: I'm tired. I'm tired.
1: I'm exhausted. I am exhausted.
0: When he said he thought tired as a what white I woman, knew. I was like, "All right, I don't want to hear any more of this."
1: He's high. I thought he was high. I was like, "I don't know what kind of pills Matthew is on." I mean, yeah,
0: like, yeah. It was a lot. He talked about his issues and why and. How. Clearly, how he thought she was a white woman. That's why he got with her. Then he realized she was hella black, very proud to be so. Um, he is just but trash. how most of the successful women in this world are light skinned women, and his daughter being one of them. He makes me tired. I wish he just shut his beak, old oh, bird-looking nigger. But anyway,
1: I just wish. What? The, what is like? Why do we keep asking Matthew Knowles questions? Who keeps asking Matthew Knowles I don't things? No.
0: Know. No, maybe I shouldn't call him a bird because one day I'm going to be friends with Solange.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My father says ridiculous things all the time. And I just feel like I would, (laughs) right, I would not be, I would not be uh, offended if someone else was like, what the hell, to something my daddy said. So I'm just going to hope and pray that Beyonce wouldn't be offended to all of us saying what the hell to anything no, that Matthew knows. My Noel dad's said.
0: put his foot in his mouth more than a few times. So he's not the most sensitive man. So he is at times um, said things to make people cry. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> my grandfather says offensive things all the time in the house. And we'd be like, please don't say that outside. My dad. What are you mm-hmm. saying? Like what do you I hope you never say that out what? Don't say that ever again. Don't even say it in here. My dad
0: used to water the oh, well, lawn um, in and Tim's and Drummonds. So no, I mean I just I I for one I can understand. Um so yeah, that's just how I feel how we feel about it. That's it. That's all I have for trash.
1: Well, let us move forward to shout out to my
0: sis and Buenos días, loco. My sister's popping right now. Like.
1: It's time to shout out my sister. Hola,
0: hola, hola. <laughs> hola, 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 shout hola, hola.
1: hola. <laughs> like we did last week, maybe maybe this week we will have two shout outs to my sisters. For Black History Month or maybe we'll just keep it going forward because all of our sisters are doing popping things and it's hard to just narrow it down to just one
0: hey Millie rap
1: hey on any block okay so the very first one is my very dear friend and sister scholar doctor Felicia Commodore hey Felicia uh, what up uh-huh. Uh, Felicia sent us an email and I will read it as it's time <clears throat> hi Jaden Kia I hope all is well. Let me just say how awesome you both are and how inspiring you both are with everything you do, including this podcast. Thank you, Felicia. Thank you, girl. I don't usually care to do the self-promotion thing like that. Kia, you know. Yes, I do, girl. But since it's Black History Month and this is a space that celebrates Black women out here typing fast and achieving. Come on. I wanted to share the release of the book "Black Women College Students: A Guide to Student Success in Higher Education," which I am the lead author. Come on in here, Felicia. Whoa! You better write a whole book, girl. Um, one Entire of my co one, <laughs> one of my co authors, Dr. Dominique J. Baker, is also a brilliant black woman who is an assistant professor at Southern Methodist University in Texas. Felicia is at Old Dominion University in Virginia. This book was a labor of love and one we believe can be helpful to everyone from students from students to practitioners to school leaders. We also uh, are young women. uh, We also are hoping that young women heading to college will pick it up as well. I just thought this might be something my fellow members of hashtag team type and would want to pick up at the very least to start and continue conversations of the ways in which black women persist through higher education and the ways in which they can successfully navigate spaces as well as how these spaces can begin to support them in more intentional ways uh she attached a flyer that discusses more of the aims and the scope of the book um if you would like that information just send me an email and i'll be happy to forward it to you thank you both for everything you do um and for the culture and dr kia you know i'm super proud of you sis both of you keep shining Love, Felicia. Thank you, Felicia. I am so proud of you and all of the awesome work. Super proud. Yes, all of the awesome work that you're doing. Uh, also to our assistant scholar, Dr. Baker, out at uh, Southern Methodist in Texas. You guys are awesome. Thank you for the work that you're doing and for highlighting and illuminating the experience of Black women. Because, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, I will say it like this. Black males have gotten a lot of attention as, as it relates to higher education research and policy um in institutional policy and government policy so it's i'm really really excited about anything that will uh center the experience of black women because in higher education because you know our experience is a uh multidimensional one and um as such you know institutional leaders need to be aware of how to best support uh us uh, as well um you know throughout the pipeline and on into the professoriate so uh, thank you, Felicia. Thank you, uh, Dominique, for all the awesome work that you're doing. And uh, shout out to you guys. Team typing fast.
0: <laughs> team typing fast. Go ahead, Felicia. Shout out to all of y'all. Yeah, yeah. The next um shout out to my sis is my sis Vanessa from Atlanta of Rabble and Rouse. You can find her at rabbleandrouse.com. They have very dope t-shirts, pins, apparel, all types of things that are centered around the movement. We're just gonna call it the movement. Um, Absolutely. My two two of my favorite shirts, and one of them I believe is a, is a newer shirt is elect black women, and another one that says believe women, um, as well as give all the dams. It's a pin, so you can put mm-hmm. put it right on your little shirt or your jacket, your bag, whatever you want. So definitely check out ravelandrows Vanessa um, is an activist, and she is just super dope and a very stylish woman of color um, who she's very down for the movement, very down for the movement. So make sure you guys check out ravelingrouse.com and also shout out Felicia again. um super proud of you.
1: Yes. Oh wait, can I shout out myself? Cause I have, I have, I have a, a good thing that happened to me. I Do got an email just, uh, just a couple hours ago that I just saw apparently uh, a publication that I worked on with some of my colleagues and mentors Has also been accepted for publication.
0: Uh, Yeah, so it
1: is the paper supporting scientists from underrepresented minority backgrounds, mapping developmental networks, studies in graduate and postdoctoral education. Is the paper that I worked on with Dr. Kimberly Griffin, uh, Dr. Vicky Baker, Dr. Carrie and Omera Gudrun Niant, Candace Staples, and myself. Go not in that. But it's just the you know, I don't know what order of authorship. I don't know. I read it. That was off the top of my head. But yeah, we all we all wrote it. So go ahead sis (laughs) it all counts. And uh, yeah, we will be um, published. We are published in the studies, studies in uh, graduate, uh, the Journal of Studies of Graduate and Postdoctoral Education. So I'm excited about that.
0: Remember, that was one of my
1: that was one of my goals. That was one of my goals was to publish more. And since I, I think since that episode, I've learned of two manuscripts that I put in last year that have been accepted. Come on for these CV pages. I'm out here. I'm out here. I'm out
0: here. I'm out here.
1: Hey, 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 hey. All right. I'm excited. Shout out to, uh, shout out to y'all. Shout out, let us know what author, daughter, yeah.
0: Author, doctor. Yeah, man.
1: We out here. We're working. We're grinding. Y'all think this podcast stuff is just for kicks, man. I when I say the team typing fast up, it's not just for t-shirts, man. Oh, no. I'm really out here moving my fingers across this keyboard at lightning speed. Yes, yes, yes. Got to do this work. But yeah, shout out to shout out to uh all of us that are out here doing awesome things. Um please continue to let us know. Our shout out to my sister mailbox is is popping all the time. Um, continue to let us know the awesome things that you're doing, that your friends are doing, that your daughters and cousins and aunties and friends and, and uh, mentors and advisors and all that are doing. Let us know so that we can continue to shout y'all out, please. Of a Kind is a website that introduces you to exciting new designers by selling their pieces and sharing their stories. A unique venue for discovery. This awesome website is run by its female founders, longtime friends, Claire and Erica. Over the past seven years, Evacon has featured over 350 of America's most promising new makers and their fantastic work. The website is all about unearthing special things that are hard to find. You can literally find just about anything from hair and beauty products to necklaces, home accessories, ceramics, fashion, office supplies, recipes, articles, apps, afternoon snacks, you name it. A special shout out to the weekly 10 Things Newsletter. Sign up and rest assured that you're the first to know about limited edition releases and all of Claire and Erica's favorite finds and features. Head on over and get your discover on now. And as an offer for getting grown listeners, you can get 20% off your order of $50 or more when you visit otherkind.com and enter the code grown at checkout. That's o f a k i n d.com and the code grown at checkout.
0: Kitchen table talk time, woo, just in time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! gather around the kitchen table sis what are you snacking on this evening night i have some tangerine lime sparkling water Mm, that sounds refreshing and acidic it is
1: refreshing and i just dropped the top i don't know but that means i'll just have to drink the rest of this bottle now doesn't it
0: what'd you eat for dinner
1: i went to ted's bulletin in eastern market in dc and i had oh you're gonna you're gonna gonna enjoy this sis I had a deluxe grilled cheese sandwich that had short ribs on it.
0: Anything with short ribs is better. Anything (laughs) with short ribs is better. I had a short rib hash at brunch a couple weeks ago. My goodness. So good.
1: And, I, you know, I kicked it up a notch. um, And I didn't dip mine in tomato soup because (laughs) that would be like too much like right. What I did was I asked them for some barbecue (laughs) sauce to do mine (laughs) fan. Because why not? And it was so good. I couldn't yeah, I mean, because why not actually? I couldn't I couldn't um I couldn't fade it. You know, my appetite is uh not what it used to be here lately. And I don't you know, I got so now I can't like finish all my food. So I couldn't fade the whole sandwich, but I got a good half of that joint in and it
0: was amazing. That means you have another half to enjoy at another time. Correct.
1: Uh, shout out to the leftovers.
0: Hallelujah. Ooh, what did you eat
1: uh, it? came with fries. But um, mm-hmm. before my, I started, I started with a deviled egg because, you know, Ooh. I hadn't had one in a long time. I think I might make some this week because, yeah, deviled eggs are my healthy treat.
0: Yeah, I when I have that. a deviled egg, I always, I always get a hankering for them for a while, so. Ooh, that sounds delicious.
1: Yeah, man. What are you gonna um? What are you snacking on at the kitchen table this week, sis? Water,
0: water, <laughs> water, water. Drip, splash. Um, that is it. I just have water. However, I did make a blackened catfish. Ooh. Um, some garlic roasted mashed potatoes and roasted garlic mashed potatoes and some um, sauteed kale and some roasted corn for dinner like together like the corn and the kale was together no i made them separately but i'm gonna mix them together when i eat it
1: (laughs) that sounds delightful really
0: so and put some shallots in the kale and put a little shallots in the corn i love a shallot that's
1: like a bougie onion yes it is i love a (laughs) shallot it's a bougie onion it's a bougie onion
0: so i definitely am getting ready to go in on this catfish when we are finished with this
1: oh i love i had catfish yesterday for lunch it was amazing
0: mm. should we shut up all you catfish haters because catfish is delicious who hates catfish <laughs> there are people out there who are like oh i don't eat catfish because it's a bottom feeder and i just don't really oh yo
1: them. daddy's a bottom feeder just kidding. that's exactly no he <laughs> is
0: though he is for real though not kidding
1: what? Yeah. That's what I'm saying People we get too good You know what I'm saying I just don't like <laughs> Black folks That get
0: too good I know. Once upon don't a time know. Catfish was all we had Now we gonna turn up Our nose on catfish The only thing You're allowed to turn Your nose up to Is tilapia Like you can I, I cannot imagine <laughs> You know Cortez
1: Calls tilapia Tyler Perry right
0: Tyler Perry fish
1: Tyler Perry.
0: <laughs>
1: when I used to live, uh, when I used to live uh, on 141st Street and I used to cook, I used to cook and, my, and invite the boys over for dinner. I would make like some fish. I'm One time I made tilapia and uh, like some rice and I don't know, some vegetable. And Cortez, Cortez gave me that. Oh, you got some Tyler Perry. <laughs> Come on in little Tyler Perry. You got you some Tyler Perry fish. I was like, yeah.
0: Stupid.
1: Poor dumb. dumb." Shout out to Cortez. <laughs> I love him. I love Curtis. Him. That's my Curtis. I got to call him. I might do that after we finish recording. But anyway, we digress. Let us, uh, what are we going to discuss at the kitchen table today, sis?
0: So at the kitchen table today, we are going to discuss mentoring because um, it's a common conversation that we hear a lot about. People are always seeking out mentors or, you know, they sometimes don't know what qualities to look for in a mentor. And a lot of us, um, self-included, have made mistakes in, in um, understanding what a mentor really is. Mm-hmm. So we thought that we would talk about that today and kind of break down some um, key essential points. And we have some articles that we're going to link you guys to in the description box. But we thought we would bring out some really good points and some um, what not to do's uh, when looking for a mentor. Yeah,
1: what to do's and what to do's and not and 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 do's and don'ts. <laughs> do's and don'ts. Why couldn't, why
0: couldn't we figure that out? What is the problem? <laughs> we
1: had to work together on that thing. That thing took do's us. Do's and Ooh. don'ts. Do's and don'ts when considering right. Considering a mentor. Do's and don'ts. We're gonna get there. Um First, uh, we'll define it, and then I guess we can talk about um mentor experiences that we've had. I mean, we've both alluded to them on previous episodes. I can think specifically of the, um, uh, personal board of advisors, Mm -hmm. um, episode we talked about mentoring. Um, but I think that, you know, um, mentoring is something that is like a mentor. I think it's overused and people often conflate it with other terms. Um, so we just wanted to kind of talk about, just get a definition out there, um, so that we can just have, you know it's really important for us to kind of like have a basis of understanding about certain things, uh, about certain words that we use. We use them in practice because we hear them so much, but do we really understand what they mean and how to apply them in our lives? So we just thought it would be a useful conversation going forward as we're navigating our lives and careers, um, thinking through like, okay, we need, we know that we need people um, that have expertise around us, but how do we uh, vet, pursue and cultivate those relationships with intention and purpose to take our lives to the next level right
0: Absolutely. yep
1: so uh i will read um the history and definition of the mentor that uh jade so expertly found upon the google webs <laughs> and um <laughs> and i they will proceed with our conversation i guess should we talk about our own experiences, and then yeah. kind of get into the do's and don'ts all right, so the history the original mentor is a character in Homer's epic poem, The Odyssey. When Odysseus, the king of Ithaca, went to fight in the Trojan War, he entrusted the care of his kingdom to mentor. Mentor served as the teacher and overseer of Odysseus's son, was it Telemachus 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 so um and that's kind of like where the term mentor came from um.
0: That is especially interesting to me because I don't know if I I might have mentioned it before. I am very, very interested in Greek mythology. I have always been. That's what's up. For me. So
1: I read the Odyssey in ninth grade. I remember. (laughs) I remember reading it. I don't remember like specific stories. uh, Probably like like I should. But it was fun to read um, about those things uh, about about that. So, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe there will be something that I could pick back up. I could think that would be interesting to pick pick that, pick up, like, to read The Odyssey again. As I find adult. myself
0: mm-hmm. revisiting certain books that I've read. Um, Sorry, Tangent. Uh, mm-hmm. I find myself <laughs> revisiting books that I read in school. Um, Tristan recently read Animal Farm, and I'd read it a couple of years Oh, my years God. Prior. So good. So good. Like, Animal and so key today <laughs> so, that's what I was just about to say
1: I'm just like history repeats itself so, so come on <laughs> so, nothing is new nothing is new under this time
0: <laughs> I, definitely, I think I want to go back and read the Odyssey now but anyway yes, yeah continue. me too maybe, maybe we can do that together yes. okay so the
1: Merriam-Webster online dictionary defines a mentor as a trusted counselor or a guide others expand on that definition by suggesting that a mentor is someone who is helping you with your career specific work projects or general life advice out of the goodness of his or her heart um, a mentor takes a long range or long term view of your growth and development. So um, yeah, it's like a, a a longer relationship versus coaching, um, which is typically uh, confined to a finite time. Yep. Um, uh, Also a mentor helps you see the destination, but does not necessarily give you a detailed map on how to get there. This was something, um, this is a lesson I had to learn like the hard way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the dissertation was like a real, like a, a, like was, was the experience that th- through which I really got to understand that, because uh, no one could tell me how to write a dissertation. Like no, right. and I, and even though the people who were mentoring me through the process had written dissertations of their own, it wasn't the, the work wasn't such that anybody could give me a step by step on how to do it. And that's often the case with a lot of big projects that we find ourselves in. So like whether it be starting a business or you know writing a book or uh you know starting a nonprofit um buying a house it's often like there they t- usually there are never usually you won't find like a step by step guide if you follow these steps you're guaranteed to realize this goal it's something that you know you can get advice about but no one's going to give you a, a detailed map on how to get there step by step um, so a mentor is the person that's, that's going to give you that, uh, that can, uh, help you along the way, but they're not going to do it for you. Um, um, and finally, a mentor offers encouragement and cheerleading, but again, not advice, like not how to advice. They, uh, if a person is telling you this is what you should do, um, then, you know, that, that's kind of a red like flag mentoring relationships. Always should be such that the mentor is sharing of his or her experience or giving you a uh, different perspective or options or things to consider. Um, versus saying, g- giving you a prescribed set of things or stretched uh, things to do, strategies, uh, to employ, steps to take, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Amen. So, sis, let me know. Okay. Think, just talk about generally your experiences with mentors, good, bad, and different? Is there anything that you think that that you can think of from your life um, and and your experiences with mentors that could be helpful for
0: our listeners? So um, I've never had a hard and fast mentor, um, uh, mainly because I have never been able to stay grounded in one specific (laughs) like (laughs) avenue of life I bounced around so much trying to figure out what I wanted to do that I didn't really so what I've kind of done is had mentors along the way so depending on what it is that I'm focusing on um, and depending on what it is that I need assistance with there are people that I go to in my life and that I've always gone to in my life that I know specialize in these particular areas maybe somebody who's great at giving advice or somebody who's great at listening or um or somebody who is like for instance, I talk about Fran. Fran is a person who I go to because she's a good girlfriend of mine. And uh, like he had just like he had just talked about, mentors um, take a long range view on your growth and development. So somebody who can see where you've started. So Fran is somebody who's seen where I've started in an avenue like this, in a social aspect. Um, so it's I, it's great to go to her for advice on how to negotiate um, rates or, you know, how to negotiate contracts with different people because that's something that she's been successful in. <clears throat> when it comes to um, raising my child, you know, there are people that I would go to. I'll go to my mother. I'll go to my grandmother. There are people that I go to who will help me, who are my trusted advisors, um, for things that I need in that moment. So that's kind of how I've looked at mentoring. I go to people who I know are good in those areas um, and who I'm close with and I trust to help me along the way. Bet. Um, for I me, I think... I'm sorry. Lisa? No, no, I was about to ask you the same thing, but you started. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, um, I think... <clears throat> so I have to say that the most... Uh, influential beneficial uh meaning meaningful relation mentoring relationships that i have are relationships that um i did not pursue intentionally Mm -hmm. so there were people who i developed relationships with by virtue of proximity or by virtue of similar interests or i was literally assigned to work with the person um in one capacity or another. And I think you'll often, you'll find in certain professions in specific, in certain fields that mentoring is literally a part of the culture of that, of that discipline. So as uh, in graduate school, as you know, graduate school is kind of set up for a structured, uh, in that, in that apprenticeship kind of model in that you work with advisors and faculty members and get trained to do research and you literally work under them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, so there are, there are instances where you will find yourself in a relationship with someone who is mentor like, um, and this is not someone that you would have chosen for yourself or, um, you may have chosen for yourself, you know, based on, uh, some criteria that you, know about them like you know you might know about their work and what they have done but you don't know them as a person and as such that relationship has to take time to develop and cultivate so that's really the point of what i'm trying to say um mentoring relationships are not something that just happen in my experiences you know the strongest relationships that I have with my mentors are the, are, you know, those are the people who it took time for us to get to know one another. And we really were able to cultivate a relationship, um, through different experiences that we've had. Um, and those are the one, those are the relationships that I have, um, really, 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 really grown through and from, Mm -hmm. um, And I'm, I'm really truly grateful for at this point, people who I have reached out to and I want to work on a project with you. I want to, you know, get more experience in, in this. I know that this is something that you do and I want to get more experience in it. Let's work together. Those are, those have been, um, you know, the most, they've been most instrumental in my own growth and development. Um, so I think that that's something that we should keep in mind because I think a lot of times when you see, um, When you see someone and you admire them and you, you, the the image that they have, it's easy to kind of like, oh, I want to work with that person, but you don't necessarily know that person, you know, his or her work, you know, the product of, you know, with, you know, things that they've been able to produce, but you don't know them. You don't know how they work. And oftentimes it's through those, those, the times that you take to spend with that person that you can determine whether or not he or she will be a, a mentor a good mentor for you, because uh, are, there are a lot of things that go into the mentor relationship, which we'll get into when we talk about the factors to consider um, when um, identifying or, you know, approaching and identifying and building a relationship, hopefully with a mentor. Um so sis, you want to, you want to dive right into those?
0: Yeah. So let's start off. Um, so these are six factors to consider when you are trying to choose a mentor. The first one being, and again, we're going to link you to um, the article in the description box that we framed the uh, conversation off of. Um, number, first and foremost, you need to determine exactly what it is you need. Um, That's good. You What skills do you need to learn right now versus in a year from now? Um and it and I, I really like I really like what it when it said career development is never linear the same mentor who can support you today may not have the skills to help you five years from now so true so that's why you have to you have to be very specific and I know that that always seems to be one of the first steps in everything that we've talked about but it's so key um, when you are looking for something when you are looking for somebody to help you in a career path or in a life path you need to determine what it is that you need first before you go to somebody else.
1: Yeah, that specificity is like absolutely critical because, you know, like the definition said, mentoring can literally be, um, about any range of, of, of things. So, you know, it's absolutely like without having that, that clarity, um, of what your intentions are, it could be, you know, really daunting or overwhelming for someone who to consider whether or not they want to agree to mentor you because it's like, what, what's, what would the nature of that relationship be? Right. Uh, how can they set boundaries and parameters around their time and investment in you? Um, especially if they don't know you um, already. So that specificity is, is absolutely critical. Um, and it, it's going to be good for you because uh, it's going to set boundaries for you just in case you get in there and you find out that the person, you know, that has, is, that appear, who appears to be, you know, the perfect person may not really be the perfect person in terms of personality, um, in terms of work, work ethic, in terms of, you know, group dynamics with, you know, if you're working on a, a team of things, like there are other factors that may, you know, inhibit the mentoring relationship. So all of these things, all these factors should be considered, you know, when you, when you are thinking about, um, Approaching someone as a potential mentor,
0: yes, you want to go on to the next one? Show uh weigh the mentor's
1: strengths and weaknesses, especially as they relate to your style. Um, this is uh, specific to mentoring relationships where you'll be working alongside someone. it's It's really important for you to be clear about the kind of work style that you have um, and you know, try to look for alignment and synergy. You know, you're not going to find like a twinsie, but, you know, someone who you can work, work well with and complement one another. Um, and, you know, there are certain qualities that you can look for in a person, you know, to determine whether or not he or she might be a, a good mentor for you. So can that person be empathetic? Is that person honest? And do they have strong uh, communication skills? Um, and, you know, are they good at lateral thinking in terms of like thinking across uh, a range of options or across a, a specific time frame. And, um, are they committed or do they have a dedication to learning? Because the mentoring relationship is one that is going to grow. Um, you should be leery of people who just kind of see themselves as kind of like the all knowing authority. Um, here to just in, you know, give you this wisdom. And it's not a bi directional exchange because the most you know, beneficial relationships are ones that are mutually beneficial. So, you know, just like, just like a mentor is is pouring into you, I'm sure that there, you know, there are things that you will do that the mentor will be able to glean from and, you know, build his or her capacity as well. So you want to have that mutuality um, in the relationship. And that's something to, to consider even when you approach someone about, you know, you consider like, you know, should should you approach someone there, there really should be time for you to observe the person um, and how they uh, operate in certain dynamics before you, you know, just reach out to that person and um, say, hey, you want to be my mentor? I mean, we I hope that we're not like harping on this, but I, I mean, I don't your mentor is someone that you're going to be sharing a lot of your personal business with. Right. As such, it is absolutely critical that you vet this person, you don't you don't just see somebody and get enamored with what they're doing and their shoes and how awesome they look, and the fact that they put together awesome PowerPoint presentations and prezzies, and they just be out here you know doing um you know, don't look at the products um of uh, you know that you know things that people produce and just you know use that as the sole determinant of whether or not they will be a good mentor. you want to actually spend some time talking and engaging. And hanging out with this person, observing this person in other situations and scenarios, if at all possible, to see if this is a, a quality person that you want to spend time with and tell all your business to.
0: And remember that you're, that that a person who you choose to be your mentor is a human being. And so that's why it's so key to weigh their, their strengths and their weaknesses, because they're not going to be perfect people. And if that's what you're looking for, then you're looking for the wrong thing. Um, these are humans as well. And so... Mm-hmm. Move it, well so that so Kia touched on it, but number three are your world views and philosophies aligned? Um, Sorry. no, it's fine, it's something that you can't force, you know what I'm saying? Right. You have to take a look at your mentor's outlook on life, um, their values, and all of that before committing to them. Folk, and you know, focus on their life philosophies such as learning, determination, thoughtfulness, and once again, trust your mentor is somebody who you are going to have to trust. Um, And we're not saying that you guys are going to have the same viewpoint on everything 100% because that's not even realistic. But is this somebody that you can trust with your philosophies on life, with the way that you learn, with the determinations that you have, with the goals that you have? Is this somebody who's going to help you to reach those? Is it somebody that you trust in that process, not somebody who's going to hinder your process? So are your worldviews and philosophies aligned?
1: Number four is the mentor a good listener. This speaks to the point that we made before about whether or not your uh your is your mentor the type is a potential mentor. It shouldn't be some the the type of person who's just gonna be like move girl let me do it. Um, it's not someone who's just gonna take the reins, but they have to be able to be a good listener and um, not spoon feed you the answers or tell you exactly what you should do, but be able to listen to where you are and give you options and actually ask the questions or use the, the, the probes that will get you thinking in a direction to move you da- move you down your yeah. own path, not the path that, that they've already taken. Um, they may not have even experienced the same path that you have, but uh, it should be the person who's, who can help you develop your own answers with insight rather than just giving their own opinions, um, you know, just solely giving their own opinions about what you should and should not be doing uh so yeah ultimately you want someone who knows when to give you a reality check who can tell you uh to go for it when the time is right who can help you reflect on the most important lessons even if that means you know the occasional setback so your mentor needs to let you scrape your knees now and again this is really real like you will fall on your face sometimes and your mentor um you know, isn't always the person that's going to tell you exactly how to get up again. But there is a lesson in the process of kind of dusting yourself off um, after you experience the challenge or difficulty as a part of your project. Which goes
0: into number five. Does the person who you choose to be your mentor challenge you? Um, Because they need to challenge you. You're not going to learn anything new if your mentor doesn't help you to consider new perspectives. So again, like Kia said, this is not a person who's going to fix your problems for you, but it's somebody who needs to help you to navigate yourself um, to, to solve the problem and to learn how to solve the problem your way but to also help you to navigate in the right direction. So they're going to steer you in the right way, but they're not going to solve it for you. And it needs to be a person who's going to present the challenges to you because it's not going to be an easy process in whatever you're doing because nothing that we do is ever an easy process. So is this somebody who's going to help to challenge you because you're going to meet challenges yourself um, in your life? It's inevitable. We all we all all face them. Um But it's important to seek out a mentor who understands the difference between someone who deliberately teaches mentees by challenging their stances when it counts instead of dismissing their ideas routinely. So it's somebody who's going to listen to your ideals. It's somebody who's going to listen to how you solve problems and then help to navigate you in a proper direction. But um, it is somebody who needs to be there to, to challenge you.
1: Sure. You're right. And the last one is uh, number six. Can you return the favor? So successful mentorships are two way streets in which the mentor learns new things as well, not by calling on the same experience that a mentor brings, but by bringing insights about new developments not present when the mentor was younger or even in your shoes. It's not always such that your mentor is someone who's going to be older than you. It it could be someone who's your age, but has had a a experience that you don't have. But um, in this case, In this case, uh, we're saying that the relationship should be mutually beneficial. Um, It should not just be a one way street and um, choosing. So this is really important because, you know, if your mentor is willing to learn from you, then, you know, it's it decreases the chance that your mentor is someone who's just going to take advantage of you and just use you for their own Mm -hmm. professional gain. This is super critical, especially for our listeners who are academics and aspiring academics. So like it, it's, it's a common model within academia where you'll find um, certain advisors. I won't call them mentors, uh, but advisors because that's what, you know, that's how we refer to them in, (laughs) in uh, the field. So you have certain advisors who, you know, use mentors to do, you know, kind of like the grunt work on like certain research projects and take advantage of them in that way. And they may or may not, um, not all of them, but I'm saying these are, these are the bad apples. They may or may, they may or may not give you credit. They, you know, they may or may not take advantage of, of you and your contribution. They may not even acknowledge your contribution to the work, um, at all. So, the quality of, of of being able to acknowledge your contribution to the work is one that is absolutely critical in ensuring that you won't be in a mentor relationship where you'll be taken advantage of. Um, so it's really important that you think about that moving forward. And that's why we want to stress that it's important to consider these things when you are thinking about approaching someone who could be a potential mentor right. for you. And
0: that goes and that goes across the board in so many different fields because um, like you said in academia, that's a huge thing. Even in the chef world, um, you have different chefs who are going to teach you technique, but they're going to show you how to do something, and then you do it your own way from that. You know, from there on out. Um, and it's important that they they encourage that. It's in, it's important that your mentors encourage you to do things in your way, in in your your way. As long as you're arriving um, to the right you know, finality or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever that is, whether whether it be a paper or a dish or what have you, as long as you're arriving to it the way that you're supposed to, the way that the final presentation is where it should be, your mentor should encourage you to do this in your own individual manner. So that's something to always keep in mind as well.
1: Yeah, man, I think that, uh, I think that is awesome advice. And um, I'm hoping that this conversation will be Helpful. I mean, it's even helpful to me as, as someone who is, uh, in a new phase of, of her career and, and trying to navigate this space. I often run into people who, you know, I've read their work and I'm, I've learned about them and, you know, thinking in, in ideally in an ideal world, this person will be a, a great person to work with. But, you know, it's not always about just, you know, jumping the gun and, you know, making the connection to then going straight to, oh, maybe we should work together. Maybe we should do X, Y, Z. But sometimes it's just about making the connection and building a, a natural rapport with someone. That's how you, if you build a relationship with someone, then, you know, the opportunities for collaboration will right. present themselves. Um, if if the relationship, you know, is a quality one that, you know, you, you'll start to see, characteristics of the person and and the relationship will evolve in a way that will help you to identify or realize or figure out whether or not this is even somebody who you may even want to work with. So taking the time to kind of you know, get to slow up a little bit, like you not being so starstruck and, oh my God, I cited her all throughout my dissertation. She's a genius. I just want to meet her. I just want to know who she is and get in the business card and send in an email. It's not always about, hey girl, I want you to, you know, I want to be just like you. Sometimes it's just like, hey, I'm Takiya. I've been a huge fan of your work. It will be awesome to connect, you know, and just talk about, you know, some of your current projects and, some of my current projects and seeing where there might be some synergy or, you know, just I had a question about something that you did. Having a specific. Ask <laughs> um and seeing, you know, what 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 the reception is to that. And once you have an opportunity to speak, you know, again with the person, then you can, you know, kind of see you feel it out and see how that goes so we've, so,
0: we've spoken about yeah. um the things to consider when you are trying to choose a mentor, but there but we can quickly touch on um some of the mistakes that that we tend to make when it comes to choosing a mentor um and that the first one being that you think your mentor can fix everything. your mentor is not there to fix everything for you. your mentor is there to guide you, um but they're not there to solve
1: yeah and I mean that also speaks to your mentor not being like an advisor for your whole entire life <laughs> um like we talked about in previous episodes the 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 personal board of advisors episode uh same concept applies. you will have mentor and like jay said, you will have people that you speak to about different things um so it's it's all like you don't want to go into any relationship thinking that one person is going to be the great panacea and just have all the answers for all things related to every aspect of your life. Um, So it's awesome. It's, you should definitely just have that. Keep that in mind. Like there's not going to be one person, nobody but Jesus the Christ who can tell you how to do everything. He's the only one who you can literally talk to about everything. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> but I mean, no person, no other person walking can tell this you earth is going to be able to can tell me how to live there. So, like my advisors, like people who I call and ask about my professional work, I don't call and ask them about, uh, you know, cooking <laughs> or like dating or uh, shopping or. How to buy, you know, if I want to save my money to buy a house, if I want, you know, when I was buying, looking for a car, like I had, it's it's important to have a battery, a whole plethora (laughs) of people that you can, that you can (laughs) literally, it takes a village to raise an adult. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 don't, it's, you're not going to find one person can you save no. my life? No, no, I can't. Nobody,
0: Nobody can I don't do have that. those tools. <laughs> and then you need to choose. Nobody. People choose a mentor based on the results and not how the results were achieved. So we've talked about Sweet. it before. Ain't no elevator's beat. You got to take the stairs. And nah. what the problem is that a lot of times you see these people already on the roof, but you don't know what it took <laughs> for them to get there. You oh, know yes. what I'm saying? They not oh, just yeah. up at the rooftop party. They had to work. <laughs> so... Um, yes, indeed. So that's one thing yes, that indeed. we want to make sure that we are not doing is choosing a mentor based on what their results are. But we want to make sure like like we spoke about before, talk to people, see what their path has been, see where, the, you know, figure out how they've navigated, what their challenges have been, some of the challenges they face, because that's another thing that's so key. For us along the way is finding out other people's challenges to see if maybe there's other ways that we can do it, but we do have to definitely figure, find out, and talk to people and find out what their paths are, and not just where they are right now. You just you 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 see Dr. Kia, you know what I'm saying, in front of you, and it's not like Dr. Kia, and that's just who she she born. She was born Dr. Kia. She it took a whole lot for her to get there. You know what I'm saying, so. Like it it took a whole lot for me to want to finally be able to call myself a chef. You know what I'm saying? Like if there's a, there's a whole Mm -hmm. struggle that comes in between you know, in between that time. So we want to make sure that we are looking at people um, and asking them about their stories and finding out details as to what it took for them to get there. And then another common, the final, the final, final common mistake is that choosing a mentor that feels overly comfortable.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So, um, oh, I'm sorry. I think I cut you off. No, what
1: are you gonna say? That's no, okay. Some. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, this. I mean, the article speaks to this in the sense that you don't want someone who you can kind of run over. You want someone to challenge you, like the other. The other one said. Um, the other piece, which which we will link. Be sure to link in the description box. But Uh, Choosing a mentor, you know, you don't, someone who's really easy um, is not going to stretch you. You want someone who's going to push you. Someone who's just not like, you know, taking it easy, easygoing kind of person. You want someone who's going to be able to tell you no and to push back. And to, you know, give you track changes like, no, girl, you got to go back and challenge do this you. one more time
0: or like, no, you didn't do this the right way. No, this doesn't have the proper consistency. Like you need those people. We spoke about it before. You need those people who are going to challenge you. So you need to be lyrious not to not to have people in um, not not to try to choose people as your mentors who you are, who you feel overly comfortable with because they're your yes men. You know, they're telling you that everything you do is right because everything you do is not going to be right. And you need to know what those things are. So you do do them right. So, do do do. You said right. You're a child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am. I am. Especially. I know. I'm We're
0: sleeping. so tired. I'm so sorry if our energy is lacking. <laughs> we had a challenging time. We're trying to get here, up. but we are here. Um, oh, man. but we hope oh, that man. the conversation was uh beneficial in some way. We will definitely be sure to link you guys to the articles in the description box. Um, but we thought it would be really important for us to touch on it just because there's been so much talk of mentorship, and um I know that you know people will ask Kia and myself um about mentoring, but the fact of the matter is we don't have it all together. We are trying to figure it out. Um listen, and that's what disaster. this whole show is about, is <laughs> my
1: life is a total disaster like, most I, of the time. I
0: just be trying to clean it up, I just be oh. trying to clean- <laughs> you know oh, what I'm man. saying? Um, so we're, you know, it's, that's really, hey, Cookie. Sorry, we have a, we have an interruption. Good Hi, my hey, Noah. Hey, Noah. This is, this is not, this is not Uncle Chris. This is Auntie Kia. Good night, Kia. <laughs> Good night, Noah. I can't believe you're still up. Good night. Okay, give me a kiss. Good she night. Can't, she, she can't, can't hear, hear me. Cookie, Good baby, you. Good night. can't hear her because I have my headphones. Give me a kiss. No, okay. All right. Good night, Kia.
1: <laughs> Good night, Noah. I love you. Wait, you're not on the microphone? <laughs> yeah,
0: she's in
1: the microphone. I'm on the microphone. You're on the microphone too because I can Good hear night, you.
0: <laughs> Good night, Kia.
1: Good night, Noah. That. You have
0: to say it in the microphone. Can I have a kiss? Like. You forgot your original purpose for even coming in here. Good night, Kia. All right, all right. You said good night. Give me a kiss and get out. I love you. Sweet dreams. Get in the bed. Close the door. (laughs) Oh, we love Noah. Talking about good night, Kia, seven times just because she felt like talking on the microphone.
1: She just went, good Good night, night, Kia. Kia. (laughs) We love it. We love I don't it. even we know where it. we were. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we were just wrapping up. So uh, rah 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 um, Yeah, let's move on yes. to the honesty box.
0: Honestly, truly, honesty box. That's yeah, it. Okay.
1: Whoops, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I moved too fast. I moved too fast. Jesus.
0: Me too. Quickly. Swiftly. Swiftly. We just don't be like no waste no time. That's it. So Honesty Box, hi Kia and Jade, just wanted to say how much I love you both and the podcast Getting Grown gives me so much life and I look forward to tuning in every week Thank you sis Yes I'm a young woman in my late 20s who has struggled with body image issues And disordered eating for a majority of my 20s I would love to hear your thoughts on your body image struggles if any How you deal with them as well as any advice you can offer on learning to love your body as we go through life Again, love you both. Best, our listener.
1: Oh, hey, girl.
0: Man. Well, my dear.
1: Listen, I don't know if I'm in a position to give advice uh, because this is something that I... This is a very real struggle that I process daily. (laughs) Right. Uh, But I think to, to that point, it is something... It's a practice, right? So anything that you anything that is a practice takes practice. It's something that you have to like do daily. Um, in terms of like whatever, finding something that you can actively do on a day-to-day basis uh, helps. Um, I w- I read a book by uh, Caroline Leaf. I think I talked about it before. I can't think of the name of it right now, but she said that there it takes 21 days to form a habit. So if you do something consistently for 21 days, then it's officially a habit. Um, so whether it's, you know, writing affirmations or stating affirmations, um, at a, sp- a particular time every day, whether it's spending time in the mirror, just looking at yourself, whether it is, um, I, I've often asked my friends to hold me accountable when I, complain about myself or critique myself physically. Um uh, I have And we do. and they do. Uh, <laughs> so there are things that we have to do um to just fight it because it's a very real very real thing. Sis, what are you going to what were you, you have any advice?
0: Um I had well I you know I've had some body image struggles I guess. I've never had an eating disorder. It's never gone that far. Um and 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 I'm not a doctor. So right. I definitely want to make sure that I'm responsible in everything that I'm saying. So I want to preface that by letting you know. I'm no doctor. And neither well, I'm a, I'm not a medical doctor. <laughs> You're not a medical doctor, but a medical. you are doctor. A medical doctor. I am <laughs> not a doctor of any um way, shape, form. I am nothing. I am none of that. Doctor Miracle maybe, but that's it. Um but I have had, you know, there was a time where, you know, I was not a fat kid, but I wasn't a skinny kid either. My sister was smaller than me. And her her number one go-to insult all the time was, well, that's why you fat. I'm like, and then as I got older, of course, I'm like, I wasn't fat. You know what I'm saying? But that's that kind of stuff will stick with you for some time. And then I remember getting older and then, you know, wanting to always go on some kind of crash diet. I wanted to do a, I wanted to do the, the maple syrup cayenne joint. And I wanted to do, you know, Atkins. And I was trying to do this. And I was always trying to do something to lose 10 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I go back now and I'm like, damn, I wish I looked like that. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was always trying to do something to lose 10, 15 pounds or whatever. You know, start running track just because I wanted to lose weight. Like... It was always, it was always that. And then I got engaged and my fiance was a gym, gym, nigga. He was always gym, gym. working out. He was, that's what I called them. He was a gym, gym, nigga. He was always working out, always in the gym. Um, and he made me, feel, he also continued to make me feel bad about myself by letting me know, like, oh, you might want to lose a couple pounds or this or that and the third. And I finally got to a point, uh, and it was long after we were no longer together, but I finally got to a point where I was like, I looked at myself as an example and I said, wait a minute, how do I look at other people in the world? That was the first question I asked myself. How do I look at people at the, at the gym? How do I look at people at the beach? How do I look at people in everyday life? And I'm like half of, most ninety nine percent of the time I'm not paying other people that much attention. I'm not looking at them and critiquing every little part of their body. So what makes me think that I'm so important that people are looking at me all the time? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, and this is my own, this is my own experience. I'm talking to you about this doesn't have anything to do with what you should be doing or how you shouldn't be looking at yourself. Cause I don't have any control over that, but that's just kind of how I came out of it. It was like, I am, you know, if I'm not feeling good Physically, if I feel like I'm out of shape, if I feel like I can't climb a set of stairs or climb up a hill in the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? Without breathing hard, I'm going to go and work out because I I need to feel good. But as far as my image of what my body looks like, I finally got to a place where I got more comfortable with myself. And yeah, I'd like to tone my arms and I'd like to lose a few pounds and you know get rid of my Noah pouch. You know what I'm saying? And there's mm-hmm. things like that. But I don't stress myself trying to get there. You know what I'm saying? I don't set a deadline like, oh my God, okay, it's February. June is in this many months and I have to, I'm just like, you know what? When I'm feeling a certain way, that's what I'm going to do something about it. Um, And I don't let anybody make me feel bad about myself. And as I've become an adult, nobody's pointing my their fingers at me and looking at my body like that. We all have too many other things going on. Okay. Um, but I hope that and all of that, you find, um, a peace with yourself and you find, um, you find some sort of solace, um, and find some good things about yourself. Like, like Kia said, form a habit of writing some positive affirmations. Um, write something that you like about yourself for 21 days. And I don't care how small it is. Continue to write the good things that you see, about yourself as you continue to work on whatever it is that you want to work on. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you want to work on your weight or if you honestly just have a distorted view of how you look. I'm not sure um, because the email was brief, but I do want you to find the good things about yourself um, and to focus on those.
1: Because there are tons of good things um, that we take for granted every
0: single Absolutely. day.
1: And that's one of the things that I do to help 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 myself um, when I feel myself getting to a place where I'm harping on, um, you know, things like my body weight or, you know. You know, that kind of stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know, I start thinking about things that, you know, like I'm grateful I have like I have rheumatoid arthritis. Right. And it affects my joints mainly in my hands and wrists but it also like in other places like my feet and um so there was a time a couple years ago where it hurt me to wear high heel shoes Mm -hmm. and y'all know how much I love high heel shoes and that really devastated me and I was afraid that I was gonna have to stop wearing them but you know it was just an issue of my medication and it was something that we were able to work around and I mean I might not be able to wear them you know into my, into my eighties, but I can wear them now comfortably. And it's not like, you know, I can actually stand in them and walk in them and kind of get around in them. So like on times when, you know, when I'm, when when I'm worried about the fact that I got to hold my stomach in or my thighs are really big, I thank God for, I, that I have limbs and extremities that work and that, you know, like I got hair that grows and cause I mean, and it might not be as as long or as full or it might not be the texture that I want, but it grows and um you know so i try to i try to have perspective and i'm just talking about me I, i'm not saying that you know i'm not trying to to mock or make fun of people who have issues with you know who may have certain issues with their bodies because the, the fact of the matter is you know as we get older there are things that are going to not function the way that they did and we just have to learn how to have perspective about you know and and learn how to okay, so this is a change. This is an adaptation that I have, you know, it's a change. It's something that I have to deal with now, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that things have to be this way forever. And we are all dealing with challenges and issues and different conditions. Um, and that's just a fact of life. Um, and you you will find a way to manage it and get, and get through it. So I don't know. Like I said, this is something that I'm dealing with um, very much uh, on my own. Um, because you know, my RA affects the way that my hands look. It affects the way that my feet look. It affects, you know, my I can't do push-ups. I can't do I can't do planks where anything that I have to, where I have to put all my my body weight on my arms and wrists. Like it, mm-hmm. I can't like my wrist can't hold up my body weight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just those kinds of things, and I have to work around it. And it's discouraging, you know, because it's like I'm, I'm supposed to be because. I'm older now, but you know, I got diagnosed when I was young. I was 21. So it was like everybody else is just at the gym, chin ups and pull ups and doing all these things. There were literal physical limitations that I had and it was nothing I could do about it. And it was hard to swallow. And it it made me feel ways about, well, why do I have to deal with this and that and all that other stuff? Um, but in time and through, you know, patience and faith and, you know, supportive friends and family, I've learned that although i deal with things in in my body health and weight and as far as that's concerned although i have to deal with those things there are other things that i can be grateful for and that that does help me so there are days where i do talk about the fact that you know when i we take a picture in my stomach i ain't oh i forgot to suck my stomach in like <laughs> i might say those <laughs> things but at the in the back of my mind i try to to maintain and remember that things could all, always be Uh, worse Mm -hmm. Um, and and that helps me that helps me to just just you know if it's if it's Monday to get to Tuesday and if it's Tuesday to get to Wednesday so I know it's daunting and I know it's challenging but you have overcome a lot to have dealt with you know the issues that you face and overcoming you know eating disorders and other like these are conditions there's there is issues in your body and you didn't ask for them it's just a fact of it's just a fact of your life and it's something that you have to deal with but that lets you know that you can't deal with it and you can't manage it so I hope that this helps you um because we all out here are dealing with something sis and we're going to deal with it together
0: sure so I hope that helps in some sort of way make sure you send us an um, an update um yeah make sure you send us an update and You know, all of our all of our best to you, all of our positive energy, all of that.
1: Yeah, man, with your fly. Right. I know that's right.
0: And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister, because everybody know I can be real petty. P.E. to the T.T.Y. Petty Peeves, Petty Peeves, Petty Peeves, Petty Peeves. Make up a theme song. That's right uh i kind of got that from pops it was pops inspired or was it granddad granddad from the boondocks Hmm. but anyway our petty peeve this week i'm actually gonna do a listener petty peeve this week it says oh and that is because so i have a story after the petty peeve um okay and why it resonated it resonated shout out to fran with me (laughs) (laughs) it's a thing hey ladies First giving honor to God, <laughs> who is the All head right. of my life. Y'all crack me All up. Right. These are All right. money emails. I'd All like right. to thank you ladies for the amazing and much needing podcast. I live for it. Yay. Thank you for, for listening. Now oh let's my. get down to business. One of the many things that grind my gears are people who not only play music through their headphones so loud that I hear every word, but also have the audacity to sing and rap along. Hearing whatever you're listening to annoying, but is annoying but tolerable. You singing along is what really drives me over the edge. It's great that you know all the words, but nobody cares, sir. Where is the courtesy? If I wanted a concert, I would have paid for one. Sincerely, the annoyed lady who thinks you sound like a cat being thrown out of a window and unfortunately put her <laughs> headphones at home. Oh, I hate that. Um, that goes along with niggas who play their music out loud on the train. Oh man, please. Um, But yeah, your apple pods, like turn them down. Nobody cares what you're listening to. Or the people who don't even like put them in their ears. Like they literally like hang them around the neck. Like the,
1: no, girl, we don't want to hear that. We don't don't." care
0: about the new Dipset mixtape. I will listen to it when I am good and ready. Um, Which brings me to my personal petty peeve, which ties in. So I told you guys that my husband took me to the Bilal concert. Now I live for Black Boy Joy and Black Girl Magic. And I love when people are getting their lives and I love to see Black people enjoying themselves. But if I wanted to pay to see you in concert, I would have done so. Oh, you about to call me out. Oh, no. Because I will sing along. There's no way that you were this man. I'm going to sing along. He started off not by singing along, but by shouting out every single band member on the stage. What up, oh. D Lo? What up, John? <laughs> what up, excited. Xavier? What <laughs> up? He... I was, oh my God. I was well, like, maybe he knew them personally. He didn't, though, because they did not shout back. And they heard <laughs> him. I mean, they heard they were... him. <laughs> it was a small venue, and they spoke to other people in the audience, and that nigga wasn't one of them. So he proceeds to shout out every single band member. Then, he starts to sing along with Bilal, but he's not singing. He Don't you falls do that. into that category that you spoke about oh, with, God. with the off-key people. He is screaming the song. Every time I open up the door, yes, this is my song. I can hear the sounds out of another window. I'm like, oh my God, this nigga's is going to scream the whole song with his own ad-libs. So his his joy was entertaining for all of like one minute and 45 seconds. And then after that, he was on my nerves. Thank God he moved to another part of the venue. I ended up hearing him sometime later on shout out, but I did not have to hear him sing along the rest of the concert. And I'm a singer or longer. I'm a rapper or longer. But I also know that I'm not getting, you ain't going to hear me screaming every single lyric of every single song for the entire show.
1: Well, amen. I I too have a, a petty peeve, a listener petty peeve. Uh, and it reads, Good day, Jade and Kia. Dear, good day. Good day. Dear Night Walkers. I just do not understand why you walk at night Oh. And insist on wearing the darkest colors ho, known to ho, man ho, ho, ho. at night. My nigga literally <laughs> is what I say when driving in the evening when there is no doubt that the sun has set, the street lights are on, the moon is full and glowing, and a black and beautiful person dressed in all black like the omen decides to just <laughs> walk carelessly into the street. I mean, really, my G, this is not a crosswalk. In sight, like your eyes are glued to your iPhone. Plus, scrolling on Instagram, not looking, paying attention to where you're going, about to get hit. I'm completely uh, for the pedestrians have the right of way mov- movement. However, I cannot see your ass. <laughs> and there is a chance that you may have the right of way to get hit. <laughs> He's like, I do not want to hit you going this smooth 25 miles an hour. Therefore, please take note. Wear some type of highlighter, colored clothing, Mm. a hat, a glove, damn Mm. it, a coat. When you are going to be out in the dark because right now, my nigga, you are blending in with the night. Your life is important to me. Sincerely, a
0: night driver. I would like to throw bikers on there as well. Oh, wait, because that was going to be my personal. Oh, damn. Sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. We can share.
1: it. Go. Because I just don't understand The bikers wear me out Oh my god Especially the ones Who feel like they're cars Because They wanna literally Get in front of you And be like Pumping And get mad When you
0: try to go around them It's like my niggas And that baby ass Reflector doesn't do nothing Okay (laughs) Buy some lights (laughs)
1: they wear me out they wear me out they wear me out because if you mm -mm, i can't because if you want to be a car that means you got to abide by the car rules that means when the red when the light is red you stop you don't be zipping and going and riding between the lanes trying to get to the front when you want to be a bicycle then you want to be a car and be all in front of me strong arming no sir because my nigga when i press down and go 45 Listen, and let me tell you something. The reader said that she breaks for pedestrians. Kia does not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a daily struggle because I will I will be close to running up on your back tire if you don't get from around me with this foolishness. That's all I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> I just can't. My nerves are really bad Burn about the down. bike. <laughs> no, my oh, nerves they- are bad about the bikers who think that they're cars. I cannot say. There are designated bike lines, bike lanes, and I will say that I do respect bike lanes. Like... I try yeah, to do good Yeah, I mean, when you're in your lane. Right. But when you are over here where I'm supposed to be. Oh, no. You that's can die. when we have a problem. You can die. That's when we have a problem. I, you can die. I remember one time we were driving down. Well, I don't down. want anybody to die. I mean, listen, <laughs> when you are living dangerously, like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, I, Lord. We were driving down Bedford, like, a few years ago. And I remember it was this white man. And let me just say, this is not uh, race specific because niggas love walking in the street. I don't know what it is, but niggas love walking in the street. But this white man decides that he's going to run across Bedford. And this is right after you cross over Atlantic um, oh My God! for anybody who is in Brooklyn. This man ran across Bedford, which is a good like two to three lanes with a bus lane and a bike lane. And we almost hit him. Because we did not see him. Like, we ended up seeing a white flash very quickly. We had the windows rolled down because it was summertime. And I remember both me and Tristan both screaming, Oh, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and generally, I'd be very upset, especially because if I hit you, then I'm I, like, now I'm going to be. Irritated now it's my fault. You, you've held up my. Now you're going to hold up a whole big portion of my life. But we scream that out, and the, <laughs> the man screams out, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That we,
1: is so sad. We
0: couldn't do nothing but laugh.
1: That is so sad
0: because <laughs> we literally couldn't do nothing but laugh, like nothing at all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what a weirdo. Anyway, if you're on a like, we can't see you in the dark. White, black, whoever you are, we cannot see you in the dark. Please wear some reflectors, bikers. Go and invest in some lights on your bike. If you can invest in a bike, that you can invest in a light. If you want to keep your knees, you better do something. Yeah, or your motor skills. Like if you want to keep all of that, then you gonna go get some lights on that bike. You piss thirty dollars away on beers, and that's another thing. They love going and riding bikes drunk because they're hipsters and they all bar <laughs> hop. On. They're hipsters and they bar hop on bikes. At least here they do. Hmm. They
1: brought no, up on bikes think. and they be they be having death wishes, I swear. I don't be outside like that. Outside oh, like that. but I do let me tell you something. Well, I can't I had to go to Phoenix this week for work and I, I I took an Uber back from the airport. and my Uber driver was driving recklessly. I had never been in an Uber where the driver was like driving like a crazed person.
0: You've ridden in the cabs here.
1: I know, but I mean and yeah, okay. He, this, let me tell you how breathless he was driving, sis. He was, he was driving too fast, missed the exit. The nigga stopped on the shoulder and reversed on the highway. Wait a minute. Taking it back. I'm just like, this is illegal. I'm back here. And he's screaming. The man did not speak English. Oh, no. So he's like, all, only thing that he knew how to say was, you okay? Okay. It's okay. And I'm like, no, it's not okay. You backing up on this highway like this. And but he does it anyway, and then oh, it was just too much. It was just so much, and I was like, "Oh, honey, I'm going to open up." When they ask me to rate this ride, I am going forth. Okay. <laughs> Did you? I am going to give. this there's going to be a four page comment? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know. I'm
0: sending you a four page. Listen. Comment.
1: Listen, I was like, I am going to put on my best angry white woman and I want to speak to a supervisor and I am going I'm good off. At
0: it. I'm good at it. I am a white woman in America.
1: <laughs> Listen, I am prepared. Okay. Got my angry letter writing skills ready.
0: <laughs> Why haven't mm-hmm. you done it yet? You need to do it now.
1: I did it already.
0: Mm, did they respond?
1: Not yet. Not yet. But I got the email saying, oh, we reviewing your your correspondence and we'll respond. I'm just like, listen, because this man almost took my life. Who reverses on the highway like that?
0: I said, this is yeah, illegal. He shouldn't even he shouldn't even be. They need to take his license. Y'all know I have a I don't I don't know if I'm, I have a personal like beef with cab drivers that's what i should have made my superhero last week i should have been cab lady and i oh go God. after every terrible cab driver in all of the united states but especially in new york city because some of these niggas ooh i have been on the verge i told you i have pu- i poured an entire container of coconut water on a cab driver this was many years ago so i don't want no yeah. emails about how you're worried about my safety because i would not do that now <laughs> yes i have gotten those but. Yeah, I got a personal beef with cab drivers because I just think that a good portion of them are awful people.
1: That's probably
0: a fair assertion. But in any case, we should wrap up. This is another episode of Getting Grown.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I wish I could see her right now. What the devil? What is wrong with you?
0: this another episode of getting grown thank you for listening we hope it was Indeed. to your liking and it wasn't terrible if our energy was down it's just because it has been trying kia and i are tired we're very tired but we're doing it we're, we're doing
1: it we're doing it for you guys so hopefully you uh thank you well hopefully you like it like Jay said thank you guys so much for your continued support everyone i'm getting so, we, get, we get so much love on a daily basis, on social media, and in our emails. Um, and we really, really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much. I want to shout out the women that I had an opportunity to meet at the Style Your Life, Purpose, Passion, and Fashion event um, that I had the privilege of moderating on, uh, on Sunday. And it was an awesome, awesome occasion for women in business to just come together and talk about um their passions their purpose purposes and the synergies between them and how we can just kind of get together and build and support one another um in reaching our respective goals so it was awesome to hang out with you ladies shout out to everyone who i had the opportunity to co- to connect with um and i look forward to our future collaboration
0: i'm jelly i wish i could have been there it was a good time sis but i'm glad you were able to enjoy it um make sure you guys get your tickets to jade and xd live cal state april 21st um and in the meantime make sure you're drinking your water moisturizing your skin i'm just waiting on you minding your business (laughs) because that's what she was doing
1: (laughs) because your black will crack if it's dry
0: bye bye y'all